Praise the Lord. Amen. I think you guys ate too much downstairs. And now it's the exercise I always do in every church. Did you see the African people, how they praise the Lord? They start shouting and they did that. Uh, that's what I wanted you to do tonight. Uh, let us stand and let us uh, shout praise the Lord when I count three because I promise the African people I will record you and I will show it on a video to them when I see them this year or next year. And uh, let us shake the building. Don't worry about the building. They have insurance. In case the building falls down, they will build a new church. Okay? And uh, let us be ready. One, two, three. Praise! Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, church. I think you are the winner. We, we did that yesterday in Parkland Church in Missouri, and I think they will see the video, or some of them watching uh, online now, and uh, they, they will see, you know, you guys are a great warrior for the Lord here. Uh, thank you for the invitation, and I'm delighted to be here. I love your pastor and family, wonderful family, and uh, I know them for years now, I think since uh, 2004, five years ago, and uh, God put us together, and uh, uh, I'm very proud of what he's doing here, and by the way, the worship uh, team, can you give them a, a hand? And uh, they said they have an, uh, a song about Egypt, right? And uh, maybe they will play it at, at the end. And uh, I'm Egyptian originally from Egypt. And my real name is Muhammad Kamel. And uh, before I start sharing my story, uh, I wanted you to know that your English is weird. And I will tell you a story, a real story, happened to me in the airport when I was traveling from Spain uh, to United States. Uh, me and my wife were standing in the airport, and I saw a group of Americans, they greeting each other, saying, Hey, man! Hey, man! And I thought they saying amen to each other. And me and my wife, we get excited, you know, I told her, wow, all uh, Americans are Christian. And uh, I found out the second day, they are not. <laughs> but uh, I have a sticker, my wife did. You feel free to take it. And uh, it has the name of our uh, ministry, Open the Gates. And I got the name uh, from a funny story. How many of you guys here the Egyptian are the funniest people? In Middle East, raise your hand. You know, I met 
my, my brother Mohammed from Saudi Arabia is here uh, tonight, and uh, Barak asked him, put him in the spot. He told him, is that true? Egyptians are the funniest. You know, and he said, yes, Egyptians are the funniest. <laughs> and uh, I will tell you a true story about the name and uh, how Egyptians are funny. Uh, most of the Middle Easterns, they think uh, Egypt is the Hollywood of the Middle East. They love our actors, they love uh, our language, the Egyptian language, it has music in it. You know, and I think in heaven, we all will speak Egyptian, <laughs> you know. Uh, some, be some believe it might be Hispanic or English, but I believe it will be Egyptian language. But, you know, we will wait to see what the Lord uh, will do in heaven. But the story is, one day I decided to take 500 Bibles in my trunk uh, to take it to Morocco. And Morocco is a Muslim country, and it's forbidden to take Bibles inside uh, Morocco. And uh, there is uh, some uh, Muslim nation, it's forbidden to carry the gospel and uh, try to enter uh, the, the, the country with Bible. And uh, at the border, I found, before I, I reached the border, I found an American missionary, and I told him, hey, uh, let us go together to Morocco and let us bless our Muslim friends with the Bible. You know, because I believe the Bible is the Word of God, and the Bible has good news. And uh, good news for all nations. You know, for Muslim, Christian, Jewish, uh, Buddha, for everybody. And we heard from my brother tonight that uh, we are... A children of God. I am a child of God. And if you want it to be a child of God, it's very simple. Do you know what you need to do? You need to ask God to born you again. You know, tell him, Lord, I want it to be born again. I want it to be a child of God. Boom! The Holy Spirit will change you. And that's my story, and I will share that in a few minutes. But uh, I told my friend, come, let us take this good news, the Bible, to uh, this Muslim nation, uh, Morocco. And we started driving the car, and uh, at the border, they stopped us, and soldiers with guns, and, you know, uh, I stopped my car, and the soldier approached my window, and I lowered down, and the first thing he told me, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Egypt. Immediately, he said, Tell me a joke, because they know we are funny people, you know. <laughs> and uh, I start praying. I said, Lord, give me a joke, because I have 500 Bible in my trunk. <laughs> and I didn't want them to search my car, and I can end in prison. Uh, I love to smuggle Bibles in, uh, uh, in countries like this. And uh, uh, I start praying, and I got a joke, and I shared it to them. He started laughing. And he told all the soldiers, open the gates for this guy. And they start opening the gate, and I started driving, and I'm looking at my friend's face. He was scared and red, and because he didn't believe we can go inside uh, Morocco 
uh, that easy uh, without any trouble. And we start taking the Bible and we spread it uh, in uh, the city of Morocco and uh, we took our car and went back home. And when I prayed for a name of my ministry, what is the name, Lord, you wanted me to call it? And he said, he reminded me with this story, open the gates. And uh, you can get a copy of this sticker, put it in your uh, car or in your office or at your home, uh, and go check our website. You will learn more about how you can share the good news with uh, people around the globe. And uh, I'm very excited to share my story today with you guys. How many uh, heard me before? Raise your hand. Okay, we have uh, quite a number. I will be briefly uh, quick, uh, and I encourage you to get copy of my book, Traitor. And uh, in this book, I wrote my story, how I came from a Muslim background to the face of Jesus Christ. And I put my face in Jesus, and uh, I have all details of my story, and also I included comparison between the Quran and the Bible for those who are searching for the truth. Uh, they can compare everything I put in this book, read the verses, and start asking questions. And uh, the main thing is ask God, Lord, show me the truth. Show me the truth. And that's what happened to me. Uh, I was a Muslim, and uh, my mom, my dad, my family uh, are Muslim. We live in Egypt. Uh, I go to the mosque with my dad. I started memorizing the Quran since I was seven years old, because that's the tradition in our Muslim culture. You need to teach your kids like you guys, teaching your kids about the Bible in the school, Sunday school. That was uh, the goal of my dad and mom to teach us the Quran. And I started learning uh, the Quran. I go, I pray five times a day. And uh, my dad take me to the mosque. And in the mosque, you know, uh, we pray, we bow, we stand, we bow. And of course, before prayer, we need to clean our bodies, our faces with water to stand uh, in prayer. And uh, everything I know about Christianity is from TV, from the movie. And uh, everything about Christianity from Hollywood, it's really uh, not fair for Christianity. You know, uh, and I was watching some of the movie, and my favorite actor, uh, East Clint Wood. <laughs> and this guy is killing people, drinking liquor, and I saw in the movie, they have women in bikinis. I said, wow, those people are terrible people. And that's what, uh, in the most mind of Muslim people about Christianity. Christians are infidels. Christians, they believe in three gods. Christians uh, believe Jesus is son of God. And sadly, no one explained to them what is the Christian faith is. 
you know, and I have a Christian friend for 12 years. You know, we have close relationship. Uh, I go to spend the night in his home. He come to my house. He never told me anything about Jesus. He afraid to share the good news with me. He never gave me a Bible. He never told me, uh, Muhammad, uh, Jesus loves you. He never prayed with me. And uh, he just uh, was acting like normal person, you know. And I never know anything about Christianity except from Hollywood. And one day I, I decided to mock him in his church and uh, to make fun of him, you know, and uh, of his faith. And I told him, can I go to your church? And uh, he afraid to take me to his church. He thought I might put a bomb in his church. He decided to take me to a different church. You know, and uh, I, I always laugh about this because I say, look how Christian uh, deal with each other. You know, don't bomb my church, but bomb another church, you know. <laughs> and of course, I did not bomb, you know, a church or anything. You know, and this is reminding me with the story of my book. Uh, one day I was in the airport and going from Philly Church, I was preaching at Philly, uh, Calvary Chapel, and uh, it's a big church. It's like uh, uh, maybe 10,000, 15,000 uh, people in the church. And uh, after I, uh, I finish uh, the story and sharing uh, my testimony, there was a lady from TSA, and uh, she worked with the TSA, and she wanted to talk with me after the service, but she didn't get a chance because she has work or shift, and she left before I finished. And uh, I was traveling from Philly to Las Vegas to speak in a church in Las Vegas, and I put everything in the airport. I was going through the TSA uh, security area, I took everything in my pocket, put it in a pocket, and this lady recognized me uh, from my uh, business card, and she started to look at it, and she figured out, oh, this is Daniel Messiah, and immediately she started telling me, you are Daniel Messiah, I can't believe that, you know, I heard you at Philly, I wanted uh, to talk with you, and I got your book, and I'm sharing your story with many people, with many people in my family and friends. And I was really embarrassed a little bit because she was loud, and uh, I didn't want people to think I have a bomb or something, especially the TSA uh, security guard, you know, talking like this to me. And I told her, okay, 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 and uh, uh, we talked for a few minutes, and uh, other people started following me in the airport, asking me about my book. Uh, what is the story of your book? And uh, the good news is uh, the Lord put in my heart to have my story uh, to be in a movie. And the movie will be produced. And uh, I don't know if you have the, the announcement uh, about the movie. And uh, I need your prayers. And uh, I need also your support. Thank you for supporting the ministry. Uh, your church is supporting, yeah, this is a promo about the movie.
special member of our family. His name is Daniel Messiah. You've all been hearing and watching what's going on in Egypt. And uh, there, I thought it would be good for you to hear a first-hand account as a, as a believer. This is and, my and pastor. Daniel, come up and tell us uh, what's going right. on. What Welcome, Daniel. He's now with the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I wanted to encourage you to pray for the movie and pray that the Lord will send the finance. We're praying for 50000 as the first stage uh, to get the movie start going. And uh, you will have a flyer in the back with the scan if God put in your heart to support that. We will appreciate that. And the reason... I feel it's time for this book to be uh, in the big screen because it's the, the story of God's love. I believe God loves Muslim. God loves Muslim. And he loves me when I was Muhammad Kamel. And that's my real name in Egypt, Muhammad Kamel. And after I became a Christian, I was studying the book of Daniel, and I decided to change my name to Daniel Abdel Messiah, which means Daniel, the servant of the Messiah. And uh, like I said, God loves the Muslim, and uh, what you see even in Middle East is happening. That's because God is opening the, the door for Muslim to hear about Jesus. You know, and uh, many Muslim nations now are open for the gospel. And uh, sometimes uh, our news here does not show us this. But for example, if you go online and Google how many Muslims accept Christ in Africa, guess how many are converting to Christianity? Six million Muslim a year. And this is not uh, coming from an American Christian statistic. It's from Muslim Al Jazeera TV. And uh, there is uh, a very uh, famous uh, imam in Egypt. He was warning uh, all Muslims around the globe to stop the conversion of Muslims because many Muslims start seeing Jesus 
in vision and dreams. Vision and dreams. And we will have an opportunity to, to watch a real story, too, from a woman. She was married to one of the leaders in Mahdi army. Jesus appeared to her in the morning after her husband beat her, and she was crying with her son, and Jesus walked to her room and told her, give me your hand, and this lady shared her testimony and the story uh, how she became a Christian. Uh, in Egypt, for example, over three million Muslims came to know the Lord. You can imagine three million Muslims. I, I would believe since 2011 to, to now, three million Muslims converting to Christianity. And uh, in Iraq, uh, one million converted to Christianity. And do you know where is the largest church in the entire world today? Where is the largest church? It's not in Korea. It's not in America. It's in Iran. Underground church. Over a million Muslims accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. And that's why, because the Bible has good news. You know, your Bible has good news. That God loves you. God is your father. And that's what happened to me. Like I told you, I went to the church. What I have in my mind, those Christians are infidel. Look at the TV. Look at the lifestyle of Christian. You know, they drink, some of them, not everybody. And that's what Christianity in the mind of Muslim. Seeing a woman uh, in bikinis, woman not dressing uh, properly, they think this is, is what Jesus teaching Christian. But this is not what Jesus teaching Christian. You know, if you read the Bible, the Bible is a holy book. And if someone reads the Bible, the Bible will change his life. And that's what happened to me. And uh, I went to church, and I sat in the back uh, with my friend, and I was watching, you know, uh, when the dancing will, will happen, when the drinking, when uh, the bikini woman will come, and all of this stuff, and nothing happened. It, it's church like you. People come to worship God. People come because they love God. And uh, it's like celebration. When you guys uh, come together, you are celebrating and singing what God did for you and me. And nothing happened. Uh, I was watching, listening to the sermon. And uh, after the service, the pastor asked someone to lead them in prayer. And he said, Brother uh, John, can you lead us in prayer? And uh, John stand to pray, and uh, I kicked my friend. I said, how you guys pray? He said, close your eyes and listen to the prayer. And I thought he wanted me to close my eyes. Then they can do the bad thing inside the meeting. And I pretended I'm closing, but I was open <laughs> to see uh, what is going on with those people. 
because I really wanted to mock Christianity. And I wanted to mock my friend, you know, and uh, nothing happened. I was very disappointed because that's why I came to the church. And after the church, we were walking in the street, and uh, my, I asked my friend, uh, how you guys pray? And he said, uh, we praise the Lord's Prayer. And I, I told him, could you please write it for me? Write the Lord's Prayer for me. And he wrote the Lord's Prayer in a piece of paper, gave it to me. We, I went home, I, I sit inside the room, and I opened the window, and I started reading the first line, and it was, Our Father in Heaven. I start laughing, and I start saying, those people are really crazy. They call God Father, and uh, I, I start talking with God. I said, are you my daddy? Are you my daddy? And suddenly, are you Baba? Can I call you Baba in Arabic? Are you my daddy? And while I am talking like this, the Lord's presence was filling my room. And I felt his hand around me, his head next to my head, and telling me, yes, I am your daddy. And I hear, I hear it very clear in my uh, ears. And I start crying because uh, when I was in Islam, in Islam, there is no relationship between Allah and Muslim. You know, the relationship is relationship as a master, Allah is a master, and Muslims are slaves. And you can ask any Muslim, they will agree with this, that uh, Muslim living their faith as slave. But in Christianity, okay, we can talk after the service, and we can have a good session with you. But uh, if you read the Quran, the Quran is stated clearly, we all serve, uh, we all uh, uh, slave for God. But when you read the Bible, the Bible saying we are a children of God. That's why there is a, a relationship in Christianity. I can go to God and talk to him. I don't need even to wash my hand, my feet, my head, my, my feet, uh, my mouth three times, my nose three times. I can have access to God. In my car, I said, Daddy, my Father in heaven, I love you, Lord. Thank you for redeeming my life. There is source of joy in my heart because God is my Father. God is my Father. No, no one in Islam can call God Father. You know, that's through the history. If you read the history of Islam, no one called uh, Allah, Father, because it's not there, it's not mentioned. Even Allah has 99 names in Islam. The name love is not mentioned. In Christianity, the first name we learn as a Christian, God is love. God is love. And that was my encounter with God. I, I felt, wow. And I started crying, and I told them, why you left me 23 years? Why you left? I was 23 years at the time. Why you left me 23 years? And I went to sleep. Wake up the second day, something happened in my heart. I felt like 
I feel uh, some change happened, but I can't put my finger on it. Then I went to the church. I started listening to the sermon. I'm not looking now for a woman in bikini or anything. I just go to examine what happened to me yesterday. This encounter with Jesus Christ was really powerful. And uh, my church invited me to a, a conference in Alexandria. And I went, and in the conference in Alexandria, a preacher was talking about Jesus can change you. Jesus can give you a new life. I start uh, feeling like I need change in my heart. I need a change. And I took a side at the conference on my knees, and I start talking with God. I said, Lord, if you really change people, change me. I need to be changed. In Islam, uh, the Quran said, لا يغير الله قوما حتى يغيروا ما بأنفسهم. Allah will not change anyone. You change yourself. But in Christianity, the good news is, God can change you. God can give you a new birth and change your spirit. And I... I I was praying and I said, Lord, please change me if this guy telling the truth. I need to be changed. And boom, shower of the Holy Spirit came over me. And the Holy Spirit in the Bible is the power of God. It's the power of God, you know. And uh, in the Quran, nobody knows enough information about the Holy Spirit. Even the Prophet of Islam, when they asked him, uh, do you know anything about the Holy Spirit? He does not have enough information about it, about, about the Holy Spirit. But if you read the Bible, you will understand the power of the Holy Spirit. Anyway, read my book. You will learn all of this stuff. And uh, I start getting filled with the Holy Spirit, with the power of God. And I decided to spread the gospel in Egypt. And I said, I will not be a chicken like my Muslim friend. My Muslim friend afraid to share the gospel with me because under Islam in Middle East, for 1,400 years, no Muslim can stand and say, I became a Christian and he, he will be safe. It's not happening in the Middle East. And maybe now, God is moving and giving freedom for uh, many Muslims in Middle East, especially in Muslim countries. But uh, I start praying. I said, Lord, make me bold. I didn't want it to keep the good news from my Muslim brother and sisters. And I start going to the bus and standing in the bus. You see, I have a Muslim... Uh, boldness, because I born as a Muslim. Muslim does not afraid to to speak, like my brother. He stand and he can speak. Sure, we will, we will. Sure, we will, we will, we will, we will. We are not in debate today, but uh, uh, trust me, I can sit with you in any place, and we can talk. Sure, we will. Hey, 
I love it. I love it. Just wait to hear the rest of my story, and you will know me better. You know, and uh, uh, after uh, this change in my heart and in my life, I started going to the bus. And like I said, uh, every Muslim born with courage and boldness, when they come to Christ, they became bold with the truth of the gospel. And I started standing in the bus and shouting to people, Hey guys, have you heard about Jesus? Have you read the Bible? That's in the bus in Egypt in 1979 to 1981. Taking Bible, go inside the bus. You know, I, I, I saw Muslim before, they taking the Quran and they go in the bus, leave the Quran in the lap of Muslim in the bus. I said, you know what? I will do the same with the gospel. And I start taking the gospel, going to the bus, leave a gospel on the lap of every Muslim in Egypt. And uh, I start doing this. I go to a high-rising building in Egypt, in Medan al-Tahrir, and I go inside, and the minute the elevator closes, I start talking to people about Jesus because I have a captive audience. You know, and I start moving from uh, bus to bus. Uh, finally, I was in a taxi, and I shared the gospel with the taxi driver. And I was talking with the people in the taxi about Jesus and giving them tracks. And the taxi driver, after everyone left, he asked me, why are you giving me track about Jesus? I am a Muslim. Did you ever see a Muslim become a Christian? I said, yeah, I know many Muslims became a Christian. He said, if you show me one, I will go to church with you. I said, me. I was Muhammad Kamil, and I became Christian. He said, no, you are a Christian, and you try to do propaganda. I said, okay, here is my ID. And I showed him my ID. In Egyptian ID, you will read the name, Muhammad Kamil, and there is two bucks in the ID, in Egyptian ID. One box is a Muslim, one other box is Christian. And if you are a Muslim, it would be Mark in this box. And you can ask any Egyptian about their driver license, you know, at that time. And he saw the license, my name, and I was a Muslim. I told him, you will go to church with me like you promised? He said, of course, give me the address of the church. I was excited, and he took the address of the church where I'm going, and he went to report to the secret police. And he told the secret police, oh, you know, there is uh, uh, someone tried to convert a uh, 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 Muslim to Christianity, and he reported me to the secret police, and the secret police came and arrested me from the church. And uh, I went for interrogation uh, in uh, Dukki, uh, secret police, uh, high quarter. And uh, Dukki is a city, very famous city, uh, Dukki wal Mohandisin, a very famous city in Egypt. And uh, the officer start interrogating me and telling me, how come you became a Christian? You know, you are a Muslim. Islam is the last religion. Why 
you did this. And I start telling him what I'm sharing with you. I told him, you know what? I was against Christian. I didn't want it to be a Christian. But the Lord showed me his love. The Lord is my daddy, my father. I was lost for 23 years until I have this encounter with God. God loves me. God loves me. And I start witness to him. You know, he said, I think we'll keep you for another three days in our uh, building. And they put me downstairs uh, in the basement for three days. And then they took me to the attorney general of all Egypt. And his name is Hisham Hamouda. You know, if you wanted to follow all the evidence about my story, uh, his name is Hisham Hamouda, and he's still alive until today. And this guy came to me and told me, same question, why you became a Christian? You know, I have my uh, uncle was one of uh, the Egyptian uh, general at that time. Uh, and I have the dean of all uh, police academy in Egypt, the dean of all police academy, married to my cousin. And my brother is a judge in the army. And they know my family. And they said, we know your family. Why you became a Christian? And I, sh I, I shared with the attorney general the same story. I found God's love. God loves me. And he said, uh, you know, uh, this is, it's a crime according to Sharia Allah in Egypt for a Muslim to convert to Christianity. You know, this is my uh, cause to you to stay in prison for the rest of your life. And I prayed, I said, Lord, give me something for this man. Give me something for this man. This man, his eyes is blind. And the Lord gave me three questions for him. I told him I will ask you three questions. And if you answer them, I will go back to Islam. If you didn't answer the question, you need to read the Bible and take Christianity serious. And the Attorney General said, okay, go ahead. I told him the first question, does Allah loves you in Islam? Can you say Allah loves me from all your heart? Amen. Great. Great. Where are you going? The second question. Where are you going if you die today? Heaven or hell? He told me, I don't know. Because the Quran said, uh, No one, no Muslim will go to heaven. They go to hell first. And then maybe later, according... We will see. We will see. Yeah, we will, we will sit. I promise you, brother, I will sit with you. And, and we can bring the Bible and the Quran. And we can show all the verses. And we can talk. But we need to respect the meeting. And the church, you know, like we're respecting your mosque when we go. Great. Amen. I appreciate that. We love you, brother. And uh, I told them this. Thank you. And I told them, uh, what is the second question? He said, uh, I told them the second question, where are you going if you die? He said, I don't know. 
That's his attorney general. That's his answer. That's his answer. And I told him, third question, if you ask God to change you, is Allah changing people in Islam? He said, no, you need to change yourself. And I told him, did you notice your answer? You didn't know Allah is loving you or not. You didn't know where you're going if you die. Uh, Allah does not change you. Why are you following Allah in Islam? That was my question for it. He turned the table and he asked me the same three questions. He told me, is God loves you in Christianity? I said, of course God loves me. God came from heaven and he died for me in Jesus Christ. He redeemed my life. I have evidence of his love, God's love. He's, he, he asked me the second question, where are you going if you die? I said, I'm going to heaven. And I can prove it to you in your office. I can show it to you now in your office. And his eyes start getting bigger. And all the soldiers wanted to see how this guy will prove he's going to heaven. I said, I know who you are. You are the attorney, the attorney general of all Egypt. With your signature, you can put me behind the sun. You know, you, I can disappear from Egypt. Even if you do that, I'm not scared of you because I know where I'm going. I'm going to heaven. Then he asked me the third question. Is God changing people in Christianity? I said, of course. That's why I am in your office. Why you arrested me for? Because I'm sharing my faith. You know, uh, Muslim all around the globe sharing their faith. Nobody arresting them. Nobody arresting them in Christian nations. Why are you arresting me? Because my life has been changed. And uh, the guy, you know, signed my paper to put me for prison for the rest of my life. And he transferred me to the worst uh, prison in Egypt, Signal Istinaf Bebab al Khal. That's prison, very famous, very dirty. Uh, prison and put me in solitary confinement in a cell, no water, no shower, no toilet, no bed, no cover in December. And uh, they tried to put brusher over me to renounce my face. And my family started hearing about what happened to me. My brother started calling and my, my uncle and all the family member, you know, and uh, Mr. Hisham refused to release me, the attorney general. He said, you know, uh, your, your brother, he told my brother about me, your brother became a Christian. And this is a big offense in a Muslim nation. And we didn't want it to, to deny history and to deny, you know, how Islam came to Egypt. Egypt was a Coptic nation, Christian nation. How Islam came to Iran, how Islam came to Iraq. All of those nations were Christian. And Islam came, forced Islam by the sword. You know, and uh, the Attorney General does not like what I said when he was interrogating me. And I told him, you know, don't be sensitive. Don't be uh, uh, sensitive when I, I talk, because we need to talk. We need to talk freely. Uh, 
Anyway, he told my brother he can't release me. Now I'm in prison. God has started using me to spread the gospel inside the prison. All prisoners have free time. I am the only one they lock me. You know, that's how they treat people. They became a Christian in Egypt. And they lock me for all day. You can imagine no shower, no toilet. My toilet was a coffee can with sharp edges. I used to take my shoes and put it on the edges to use it at the bathroom. And that's because what? I put my faith in Christ. And that's considered a great offense in Muslim countries. And uh, all prisoners became suspicious. They start coming to my door from the small window, knocking my door, and start asking me, why you are here? They thought I'm a criminal. And I start telling them a Muslim became a Christian. A Muslim became a Christian. A Muslim became a Christian. That's what I start saying. I say, guys, I have the right to believe in anything I wanted to believe. I didn't choose my religion. I born as a Muslim. You can't put me in prison because I put my faith in Christ. And all the prisoners start coming and listening to my story. And they start talking about Jesus in the prison. And some of them start asking for Bibles. The authority in prison, after eight months, they feel pressure from the prisoners and from my family. They decided to let me go because everybody is, talk, is talking about Jesus and my story inside the prison. And praise the Lord, I left Egypt. I was able to leave Egypt, and I went to Spain, and from Spain I came to the United States. And God put in my heart to share the gospel with my Muslim people. I love Muslim. I love Muslim. I say it in everywhere I go. And that's why I dedicated my life to share the good news with Muslim, you know. And uh, if you get a copy of the Bible and read it, you will see what I'm talking about. This book has three good news. Three good news. God is your daddy. God is your father. God sent Jesus Christ to die for your sins. And redeem you. Redeem you. And write your name in the book of life. And Jesus came to change you. You know, if those three things in any other religion, I will be in this other religion. But no religion gives those three uh, wonderful good news. God is my daddy. God is my father. I can approach God anytime I want it. And this has happened when my son died. My son died in uh, Costa Mesa in California in an accident. He fell down in a swimming pool. And my wife called me and she said, your son is dead, your son is dead. I came with a friend of mine. I saw my son inside the body bag and police and uh, fire trucks. And uh, my wife was in bad shape on the ground. She taking the dirt over her head and she hitting her 
face because that's our firstborn. When I saw that, I came down next to her, gave her a hug. And while I'm hugging her, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit start reminding me with a powerful verse in the Bible. And the verse is, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same. What Jesus did yesterday? He did miracle. He healed the sick. He opened the eyes of the blind. He touched people. They got healed. He raised the dead. No other prophet did that. All prophets are dead. Except Jesus Christ. He's still alive. Amen. You can clap. That's fine. Yeah, you can clap. Praise the Lord. Yeah. We, 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 we know all the prophets. I know exactly what you wanted to talk about. Uh, Jesus, uh, resurrection and death. Like I said, we can. Okay. No, not now. After the service, we can sit downstairs. Hey, you are in the mosque. You, if we come to your mosque, you will talk about your religion, and we give you freedom to talk in the mosque about Jesus, about anything. You are in church. You need to respect the church until we finish. Let me finish. We can clarify it later. Let me finish my story. Thank you, brother. And uh, uh, when I hear this, Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. I felt the Lord wanted me to go and pray for my son. And my son was in the body bag. I kneeled next to my son and I told the Lord, you are yesterday, today and forever. Show me your glory. Lord Jesus. And my son starts screaming inside the bag. And he opened the bag and my, uh, Jesus raised my son from the dead. And we, the ambulance, they uh, took him to the hospital to check him because it was an accident scene. They can't release him to us. And at the hospital, the doctor came and told me, you know, all of this water, he showed me water coming uh, in, in a pocket. He said, all of this water came from his lung and uh, don't expect uh, he will be 100% healed. You know, he will be a vegetable. And like I said, your English is weird because well, a vegetable, my son would be vegetable. And uh, my friend told me uh, the word vegetable means he will have a brain damage. And he told me he will lose the, the, he will lose the hearing or the sight, or uh, he will not recognize you. After a couple of hours, I was praying to Jesus, and I said, Lord, uh, you healed people in the past, and you are alive. Jesus is the only one is alive. 2,000 years in the right hand of God. That's making anyone think. Why Jesus is alive. And I start telling the Lord, I never heard about anyone you raised from the dead. He, he became vegetable. And I committed my life. I said, Lord, I will go everywhere sharing my story. 
and the resurrection of my son everywhere you're calling me. And after a couple of hours, I went to his uh, room, me and my wife, picking him up, Josh, 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 his name is Joshua. Suddenly, he opened his eyes, and he did like that to us. This is how we play together. You know, in our culture, sometimes we tell our kids to do like that to people, you know. It's funny stuff in our culture. I know in your culture it's not funny, but, uh, you know, uh, the minute he did that, I know Jesus healed him. We carry him from the bed, and he was covered by wires in his, on his head, chest, legs. And the minute we carried him, we start shouting, Jesus healed my son! Jesus healed my son! And uh, all the machine connected to the wires start beeping. Beep, beep, beep! All the nurses came, you are crazy, what are you doing? And uh, they, the doctor came and said, let us check, uh, check uh, him and see what's going on. And they checked him. And the doctor came and said, you know what? We heard about miracle. But today we saw one. Your son is completely healed. We will watch him for 24 hours. And tomorrow you can pick him if nothing is there. And we came the second day. And we picked Joshua, our son. And he is 37 years old. I have two grandchildren from him. And he is a very handsome Egyptian-American uh, Christian guy now. And praise the Lord. Give the Lord hand. Give the Lord hand. And uh, I wanted to encourage you where, with uh, a little passage from Matthew. Matthew chapter 10. I will not preach. You know, this was, by the way, introduction. I didn't preach yet, you know. <laughs> no, no, Pastor Barak is uh, scaring now. I don't want it to scare him, but uh, chapter 10, uh, if you read chapter 10, you see that Jesus called his disciple, his disciple, and if you read, it said, he gave them authority. He gave them authority over demons, over the unclean spirit. You know, demons will submit to Jesus Christ and to heal all sickness. To heal all sickness. No other prophet gave a, a promise like that to his follower. To cast it and to go and heal people in the name of Jesus. My friend, I encourage you to go, get, take the Bible, share it with your friend. Share it with American, with Christian, with Muslim, with anyone. And encourage them to hear and to come and to receive the good news in Jesus' name. If you receive it, let us pray. Okay? Do you want it to pray? Come on. I will ask Barack, Pastor Barack to come. Let us pray. Uh, just uh, You can close your eyes. And uh, you hear the story. And you hear what God is doing. I wanted, you, I wanted to encourage you. If you wanted to get God's power in your heart. That God will change you. 
Right now, between you and God, ask God to change your life. And God is here tonight. He is a spirit. He is in everywhere. He can hear you in everywhere you are. And tonight, this is not an accident. You are here. You know, I, I suppose to come in September. And uh, I went through some uh, sickness. And praise the Lord, God healed me. And I came tonight. And it's not an accident you are here tonight. You are here to hear that Jesus loves you. Jesus is God. Jesus came to redeem you, to die for your sins. And if you trust him, if you put your faith in him, you will go to heaven. And if you wanted to receive Jesus in your heart, you just I, I will let Pastor Barak lead us in prayer. But I encourage you to uh, be bold and start calling Jesus to your heart and ask him to change you. Father, we thank you. We praise you for what you're up to in this place tonight. Lord, you are so good. Yes, Lord. Romans chapter 2, verse 4 says it's the goodness of God that leads a man to repentance. And Father, we know based upon your word, based upon your love, that's, that's exactly what we need to do to accept you. Mm. Simply to lay down our life and say, Lord, you can have your way with me. Yes. Father, we thank you for being here and being present. Holy Spirit, we welcome you mm. in this place. Thank you for moving in our lives. Mm. Father, if there's anyone here that wants to know you in that way, that wants to be changed in that way, mm. that wants to truly have a one-on-one -on -one individual relationship with you, not a religion, Lord, you're not here to sling religion. Religion is just man's attempt to be able to make a way to the infinite God. Mm. Christianity is the infinite God coming down and making a way for finite man. Thank you, Lord, that you loved us enough to come down to us where we're at right here, right now. And so, Father, if there are any that want to accept you right now, I pray that they would, that they would pray along with us and say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Yes, Lord. I, I am lost, looking for a way. And I believe in my heart that you came to give your life for me. Lord, I accept that free offering, your offering you gave on my behalf, not a temporary covering, not something that has to be repeated year after year, but, but a one time and for all offering for me to redeem me. Lord, I accept that. And Father, as I accept it, I believe with my whole heart that you're going to change me from the inside out. Lord, please change me. I don't have the power to do it on my own. If you prayed that prayer tonight in Jesus' name, you took the first step to being changed for all of eternity. For the rest of us in this room that believe, maybe that's a good reminder. A good reminder of the great price, the great sacrifice, and the personal relationship that we can have with our Lord and Savior.
There is nothing that can possibly replace a relationship. And so, Lord Jesus, would you please have your way with us as we close again? Holy Spirit, please show us the things, the ways, all that we need to be up to in our lives. Lord, we trust you and we believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen.